going to be different without Harley this week. I don't like it. We did it together for so long, and it was fun. But it's like that third person's kind of... It's kind of important Yeah, to the whole, you know, new perspective thing yeah. that we have going just on. Just two, two dudes. Nobody wants to hear a podcast with just two dudes. Especially where half of them are white. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> Although, on my FYP, I do see a lot of podcasts, which is weird because it's an algorithm, and I don't like... It's probably because of ours. Other, other people's podcasts, but I like every clip that you put out of ours. Yeah. So TikTok is like, here. More podcasts. You, you must enjoy podcasts. I'm like, yeah. no, I just like myself. <laughs> just I like, like me. me and my friends. That's it. I don't want nobody else in my life. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's get this thing rolling. This is the Always More Podcast. Hello and hello. It is November 2nd, two days after Halloween. Uh, Welcome to the Always More Podcast, where we believe there's always more room at the table for honest questions, meaningful conversations, and deeper understanding. Today on the pod, we are talking about presidential wrestling, Mary Poppins versus Donkey, murder, the origins of Halloween, Candy drafts and so much more. But first, I'm your host Christopher Ford. Sitting next to me is my best friend in the whole world, Timothy Lakey. Hello, hello. And this empty space here, where Harley Bianco once sat. <laughs> I, you know, I I don't like it. I don't. Me I don't like the gap. I don't like the space. I miss having Harley here. She's out for the week. Yes, uh, because she is moving to. Some place I've never even Some heard of. Some fantasy place. It, that... It's not a real place. Uh, she says it's Kansas, but it's not a real thing. That's, that's where Superman lives. It's not a real place. <laughs> that was in Wizard of Oz, man. You can't you can't just throw us under the bus like that and tell us you're moving to Kansas. That's not a just, real thing. Look, if you just want to get away from us, all you have to do is just be honest and just tell you us. You ain't got we'll to survive. lie to kick it, man. <laughs> but, yeah, so Harley's moving to Kansas. Uh, she will still be joining us digitally coming soon. We'll yes. figure out a way to do that efficiently. But as of right now, she's taking the week off to settle in, I guess, to her imaginary new house. <laughs> imaginary new house. It's not a real place. <laughs> I know I've driven, like, around there, too. And it's it, it's like the stereotype is true. Like, I remember driving through Nebraska and Kansas because my dad lives in Iowa or used to live in Iowa. So we'd go there for Christmas. And we go through those states. It's like, oh, there literally is nothing around here. There's just like, it's just miles and miles of nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Got a lot of corn, got a lot of wheat. Not trying to offend anyone that lives in those areas, but... um, I'm trying to offend people that live in those areas. (laughs) Controversy, man. That's how you get the views. Controversy. You know what I heard? Kanye. (laughs) Oh, You know what I heard the other day? I don't know if it's completely true, but I heard that... I think 70% of the U.S.'s population in, by 2050 or 2070 is going to be com- just in 16 states. And that's bonkers. Because that it's, it's, basically, it's basically the coast. Yeah, that's insane to think about. Yeah. I just think about Kansas. And it's like, are people actually there? Like, 
There's got to be at least six people there. Be, is that the is that the minimum for a statehood? Just they have statehood. they have a hospital, so you need uh, a front desk person, a doctor, a nurse, a surgeon, and then Harley and Hunter. So there's got to be at least six people there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, All right, guys, uh, we're gonna go ahead and jump right on into our wreck and rev part of the show where we recommend and review a few things that you may or may not have seen yeah. tim what have you seen lately black adam you know as much <laughs> as i really want to i haven't seen it okay so here is my non-spoiler review of this movie if you're wanting to find like an action-packed just fun film you won't be disappointed it is a if you know black adam and you know who he is and what he is capable of you will enjoy this film to an extent, if you're going this as a movie critic, you're going to find its flaws. Well, yeah, that's with anything, though. I know, but it's. I came into it knowing that it, it's Dwayne Johnson, and given what I've heard, it seemed like it was supposed to be a people pleaser, like not to the extent of like doing nothing, like good story writing, but it was it was definitely lacking in a lot of areas, right? Um, but as far as the character of Black Adam, as what's his actual name? Um, is it Teth or Tareth? What's what's the character's name? I can't remember. I truly do not know, man. That's um, one villain I don't know beyond the fact that he's basically like a ripoff of Shazam. I guess he was first. Was he? I, don't, I really don't like, know. Hit chronologically. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Historically, he's been around for a lot longer than Shazam. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he, he it was a good it was a good fun movie. It's not in my top ten DC films. It's not in my bottom five. But, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's okay. hard to with a lot of franchises, you have to like go top to bottom. But with DC, like you have <laughs> to go bottom to top. It's yeah. just been so bad and it's so disappointing. Yeah, I will go see it again if someone gives me a free ticket. And it's got to be in theaters. I would go see it if somebody gave me a free ticket. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to pay for it. I enjoyed it in the theaters for the first time. And then I'm sure everyone has seen the spoilers at the end about a certain character that is coming back to the DC universe. And so I'm all about spoilers. So yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. So well, I didn't see it actually. I just, I read about it. Right. So it's exciting. There's definitely some good things to it. And I'm hoping with this new DC merger and everything that's been going on, that there is a, a positive, positive things coming. So our this way. is like a, like episode one of a brand new DCEU or what? They say that, but they also have flash coming out and they have, do the, they though? Oh, I, yeah, they do. That's the that's the bad. Actually, they actually have a second one planned. I don't know how they're doing that without. I guess they're doing the whole like multiverse thing. Um, but yeah, apparently they're already working on the second one. And then the second Shazam movie is coming out. And yeah, so and Man of Steel two has been confirmed. So, but with this one, they don't make any clear like, hey, we are starting fresh because they even use some characters in other DC movies in this in this movie. And so mm-hmm. it's like. I, I just, they say that. They say they're starting like a new phase and like this is the beginning, but a lot of the same characters are coming back. So I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. It makes me a little nervous, but I'm also getting Superman back, so I'm not complaining that much. Look, all I know is that James Gunn is now CEO right. of DC. Right. So I'm here for it. Like, I, I trust James Gunn. Yeah. I trust him. Same. Same. All There's right. a cat in my lap. <laughs> what do you have for us, man? Apparently, I have a cat. Um, my Wreck and Rev is actually going back to my roots here. It's an anime. Oh. Cat, if you don't leave me alone, man. 
This cat just <laughs> will not leave me alone. Uh, so this Wreck and Rev is for a new anime called Chainsaw Man. Okay. It is exactly what it sounds like. This man is made out of chainsaws. Oh, that was not what I was thinking. I was like, okay, he's got like, he's like nope. a killer. Like- he is. He is made out of chainsaws. <laughs> All right. So Chainsaw Man is. It's originally a manga written by Tatsuki Fujimoto. Follows a young man named Denji who tries to pay off his debilitating debt to the yakuza by hunting down devils. So in this world, they're like actual devil, demon, weird, creepy things, and people can hunt them for money. Okay. Um, so, but after suffering betrayal and murder, <laughs> Denji merges with a devil named Pochita to become a devil himself with chainsaws for head and arms. I, I, I'm immediately thinking like Edward Scissor's hand. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. More or less. Uh, pull, pull up an image. Just Google image search chainsaw man right now. You will not be disappointed with what you see. His head is a chainsaw. His hands are chainsaws. And he just cuts through everything. <laughs> it's so great. My internet's not. Oh, here it is. Wait. Yeah. Oh, wait. What is that? Hold yep. on. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 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 That, it's That's exactly it. what you would expect. <laughs> uh, now, it seems super weird, especially if you're not in the anime realm. It's a little I mean, weird for a little. me. <laughs> and yeah. I am in the anime realm. Um, but in 2021, Chainsaw Man actually won for the best shown in manga at the 66 Shogakukan. Hmm. Shogakukan. Manga Awards and Best Manga at the 2021 Harvey Awards as well. Oh, cool. So they turned it into a show. The studio doing it is MAPPA, which is known for Yuri on Ice, Jujutsu Kaisen, and the last season of Attack on Titan. Oh. So it's got some pretty big powerhouse in the anime world animators behind it. Yeah. It's like a 2D show, but the action sequences are in 3D, so it's a really mm. cool, like, camera spins around. And, right. Like, you can see the full effect of everything that's happening. Mm. Blood and gore. Obviously, it's not for children. Episode no. one has him just like going through a a whole crap ton of zombies. Oh, okay. Like they're just thrown at him, and literally, <laughs> he just the whole day is just like a whole day's worth of chainsawing <laughs> zombies down. It's pretty great, uh, but it's a cool concept. I really like the idea. Um, he's got a little thing on his chest that he pulls and turns into a chainsaw, oh. and it's it's super dope. Wow. All I right. Like it. I like it. So check that out. Um, it's on Hulu. And I'm sure it's on like all the anime streaming services too, but I watch it on Hulu. Well, all right, good, cool. I mean, if that's your thing, awesome. That's it great. is my thing. <laughs> Obviously, it's my thing. Cool, man. All right. Well, moving on from that, we're gonna step into Tim's. Well, actually, all right, guys. So, despite his dainty appearance and photographs and paintings, Abraham Lincoln, prior to his political career, was a very successful wrestler, only losing one match in around 300 recorded. You know, I believe that. Isn't that remarkable? Like, you look at a picture of Abraham Lincoln, like, yeah, granted, he's kind of like a tall dude, but you're like, that dude looks like he hasn't lifted anything heavy in his life. This dude... It, no, reco- he used to split logs. I guess. That's yeah. why the, I guess the, you're the, right. the Lincoln logs... <laughs> I guess you're right. But still, like, I mean, wrestling is like you're fighting someone. It's, it's, the logs aren't, you know, fighting against you back. I mean, you got some strength, yeah. But, like, he, he not only had the strength, but he had talent. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, okay. So here, here it is. He had a positive reputation and became hometown hero. God bless you, child. May your children be born naked. Yeah, thank you. Uh, he had a positive reputation and became the hometown hero in his hometown of New Salem, Illinois, for defeating local bully Jack Armstrong. Local bully. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> could you imagine being known as the guy, the, that, local the local bully of your town that was beaten by Abraham Lincoln right. in a fight? <laughs> I wonder if his descendants are still around, like, have that reputation. Like, yeah, my great, 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 great I wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> I wouldn't tell anybody. Uh, all right, so this is from an article I found. The young 185-pounder eventually won San- Sangamon? Sangamon County's Wrestling Championship. One, uh, Dope. Yeah, one bout saw Lincoln so embroiled that after he defeated his opponent, he scrambled at the crowd. He screamed at the crowd, I'm the big buck of this lick. If any of you want to try it, come on and <laughs> wait your horns. I language, love history. Language was really different back <laughs> it then. It really was. I love history. New Salem store clerk Bill Green claimed Lincoln could outrun, outfit, outwrestle, and thrown down any man in Sagamon County after watching him fight a gang of newcomers in 1831. His sole loss came to a man named Hank Thompson during the Black Hawk War of 1832. The National Wrestling Hall of Fame has paid its respects to Lincoln by enshrining him in its roster of outstanding Americans. Abraham Lincoln is in the National Hall of Fame for wrestling. I would assume he can fight, for sure. <laughs> but I would not have pegged him as a 300-bout winning right. professional wrestler. Only one loss, too, out of all of that. I mean, this guy, he, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. I mean, you would have to. That's you know, incredible. He's like crazy tall, log splitter. Like that's the kind of confidence you want in a president, right? For yeah. sure, <laughs> for sure. So yeah, that's my uh, that's my well actually. Ah, I like it. Thanks. <laughs> I did not know that. Now I do. Now you do. And now you are all cursed with that knowledge. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, let's go ahead and get into our next segment, which is probably one of Tim's favorite segments. I think it's I think it's the world's favorite segment. The world needs it. The world needs it. It's ready for it. All right. Let's go with What Did I Miss? I like it. Yeah. This is the part <laughs> of the show where we present to you some news that you probably didn't hear about. Tim, what do you got for me? I present to you a gourd among men. You son of a... <laughs> I'm so tired of your puns. From today.com, Dwayne Hansen of Nebraska... Hey, look, some, someone from the middle of nowhere uh, paddled 38 miles down the Missouri River in a 846-pound pumpkin he affectionately named the SS Berta. That sounds like a news story out of the <laughs> middle of nowhere. Harley, this is what we come to expect of you. Nebraska, Kansas, <laughs> Oklahoma, it's all the same. <laughs> Uh, Hanson aimed to be recognized by the Guinness World Records for breaking the world record for longest journey by pumpkin boat, a record currently held by Rick Swenson of Grand Forks, North Dakota. You know, we talked about this, how they'll just give you a record for anything. I know. We need to figure something out. <laughs> this is this is another one of those things. Longest journey specifically by pumpkin boat. What if we tried to record the world's like longest podcast episode? I'm sure someone has done that. Hmm. I'm going to Google that right now. Okay. Uh, so let me continue. Uh, apparently, this is a thing because Hansen got the idea of writing the pumpkin from a woman he met at a, quote, giant pumpkin growing seminar in Portland that had done the same thing for 12 miles. Um, <laughs> pause. Did you just hear what I, I read here? A, a giant pumpkin growing seminar. This is a, it's a seminar. You know, I believe it. <laughs> 
I, uh, I 100% believe it. Hanson said, I'm glad I did it. I mean, 30 miles is a long ways to go and a pumpkin down a river, but I'm sure someday somebody will try to beat it. I turned 60 the day before I did this, so I'm not no young punk, you know? If somebody beats me, I have just enough experience at this now, I would probably try to do it again. He said, I'm holding that record. <laughs> Ain't nobody taking this from me. Not nobody. <laughs> This is my record. I highly encourage you. I will die on this hill. <laughs> I highly encourage you all, my friends, to Google the image of this huge gourd and just see. It's, it's granted, it's a big pumpkin, and a grown, a grown man fit into it, but he had to basically, like, balance the whole way down this thing. Like, he had some ab power because he had, like, balance it the whole time because it just, it would be so easy to capsize. Um, yeah, it's a pumpkin. It's, a <laughs> it's, it's round. Like, it, <laughs> You're sitting in a ball. Like, what do you want? <laughs> I'm just saying, it's impressive. You got to get it, one of those people that, like, makes the shape vegetables. Have you oh, seen those? Yeah, and yeah. just, like, shape a boat pumpkin. That's his next stage in evolution in this thing. There you go. If someone tries to beat his record, he's like, the all right, I, 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 you have the boat pumpkin. <laughs> I wonder if it would make a delicious pie. <laughs> pumpkin pie is my absolute favorite. I love it. All right, well, there you go. A gourd of a man. Interesting. My what did I miss story is also about a giant pumpkin. Hey, but like a giant pumpkin, giant, Liter- a bigger one, literally three times bigger. Okay, a twenty five hundred and sixty pound Minnesota pumpkin was crowned the winner at this year's way off. Wow, that's a big pumpkin. That's, that's, that's over like, a ton. Yeah, that's that's over a metric ton. That's like a that's a small car. Yeah. That's a medium-sized car. It's a sedan. <laughs> it's a small car with people in it. Yeah. <laughs> On Monday, the Safeway World Championship Pumpkin Way Off commenced for the 49th year in Half Moon Bay, California. Uh, winning Gord weighed in at 2560 and belonged to Travis Genger. Guy Genger? Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, well, doesn't really matter. Sorry, Travis. A horticulture teacher from Minnesota. Travis also took first place in 2020 with a 2350-pound pumpkin. He's been going to those seminars. He's practicing. <laughs> he, that's what I'm saying. Like, he went to the seminar. He, would, he, was, the, he was the speaker. He he, was, he's <laughs> a, the star student there. He learned as much as he could. Took he, notes. He was the keynote speaker. He, was, he brought in everything. He's <laughs> like, this is my pumpkin from last year. Behold. Behold her girth. <laughs> Uh, the prize pumpkin set a new North American record, according to organizers, but it did not beat the current world record. Oh, wow. Which was also set in 2021 by a 27 and 2,703 pound pumpkin. Jesus. In Italy. Yeah, that's, that's your people. I, that's my peoples. They're good at it. You got to do the hand thing. The hand thing. That's why. <laughs> yeah. The pumpkin also had to grow hands. <laughs> Um, about 30 pumpkin growers took part in this year's way off and the competition itself drew hundreds of attendees. Tim Beeman, a spokesperson for the way off told NPR farmers began planting seeds in April in preparation for the competition. On the day of the competition, each pumpkin is carefully weighed on a five ton capacity industrial strength digital scale using forklifts and a special harness. No kidding. (laughs) Beeman said the tradition has been particularly meaningful to people during the pandemic yeah. In times like these, people gravitate towards things that bring a smile to their face, he said. People derive that from pumpkins. Whether it's carving a pumpkin, eating pumpkin pie, or seeing a 2,500-pound pumpkin wheeled in on a forklift. 
<laughs> you know, it's it's look. Everyone has their own things, but it truly is like comical in a positive way. I'm not making fun of, but it's like and it's a small town. Like this is the thing. Like it would, you, it would make me really happy, right? To see that. Yeah, like, it's like, <laughs> a giant pumpkin. These pumpkins are huge. I wonder if they have like pumpkins that kids can go in and like sit in or like whatever. Like you gotta imagine that's what do you, a part what of you do with that afterwards. Right, like, you weigh it and you're like, all right, what? cool. <laughs> what now? Now what? <laughs> Make a house out of it, like <laughs> I win. Like it's like James and the Giant Peach, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, Half Moon Bay, California, located south of San Francisco, considers itself to be the pumpkin capital of the whole world. Oh wow! Because it's local growers who produce more than three thousand tons of pumpkins each year. Wow! So I'm guessing that's where pumpkin pie stuff comes from. They have to like send that stuff out for pumpkin flavoring, pumpkin huh. p- pumpkin pie. Your pumpkin spice lattes uh, probably come from there. Does that does that explain like the whole Starbucks like hippie like like Starbucks like that? Because that's, that's all I Starbucks think. Starbucks started on the West Coast, so right. it was Washington, I think. I know, but like the whole like Starbucks, you know, hippie drink kind of thing. Like, is that you think associated with that somehow? I don't because know, it's man. on the West Coast, and it just I truly don't know. Huh. I must I must investigate on my own. I'm curious now. I never would have thought pumpkins were like a California thing. I never that it never you know, associated tr- in my truthfully, mind. Truthfully, if you had asked me where pumpkins grow, I would have said somewhere like Nebraska or right. Kansas or like Minnesota. Yeah, but I I wouldn't have guessed California. I, I think wine in California, and I think of wine in California. Like that's all I think of that actually grows. They there. just grow. I, wine. I'm sure there's more than that, but like that's the only thing I can nope, think of. Just wine. <laughs> just wine. That's why they have those droughts all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, we are going to take a quick break. We will be right back in just a second to do more stuff. (laughs) Stick around. new music man Mm -hmm. welcome back from our break where you've probably just listened to an ad and we appreciate you listening to that ad that's how we get paid the 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 six cents a year we make (laughs) it is what it is (laughs) today we are going to be talking about one of my favorite holidays as of late, uh, just because I wasn't allowed to celebrate it as a kid. Yeah, it's it's a, it's definitely a trend amongst um, now millennial ex-evangelical parents. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. But <laughs> I love it. I had a blast. Um, now that we have gone through our kids' candy and taken what we've wanted out of mm-hmm. it, we're going to talk about Halloween. Yes. Uh, we've got some fun, fast facts to jump right into with. Fast facts. First one being... The term jack-o'-lantern originates from an Irish folktale about a cheap man named Stingy Jack who made a deal with the devil. There you go. Yeah. All right, next one. Candy corn was originally called chicken feed, which makes a lot of sense if you actually look at it for two seconds. I mean, corn is chicken feed. That's right? what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just, it's, it's chicken feed. And it tastes like chicken feed. It looks like it would taste like chicken feed. Have you ever tried one? I have, and not a fan. Not a fan, yeah. But I've never tried chicken feed, so I probably should. You, no, I don't think you should. 
Well, now I'm going to. <laughs> I have to. The evening before Halloween is known as Beggar's Night in Des Moines when children perform door-to-door in return for candy by telling jokes, reading poetry, or dancing. What's going on in these middle middle states here? They the, have the nothing Midwest. else. <laughs> what is going on? They have on? nothing else. <laughs> Who knew? They're so bored. <laughs> but this is something to tell you about, though. Like, none of these stories are coming from the East or West Coast. It's all the Midwest. These guys are taking advantage of this time of the year right now. I'm telling you what, though. They love holidays, <laughs> for sure. You ever met somebody so jazzed for Halloween? <laughs> for a pumpkin? <laughs> All right. Uh, many people think that Halloween's practice of bobbing for apples sprang from Roman customs honoring Panoma. Wait. Pano. Pomona. 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 The, the goddess of fruit and trees. Interesting. Mamie Eisenhower was the first lady to decorate the White House. For Halloween in 1958. Which is very interesting thinking about it in today's cli- political climate. Like, what was I? Was Eisenhower a Democrat? I can't remember. But even then, like, if that were done today, like, really done today, like, you know, like, there would be, like, so much back. Like, I'm celebrating the devil. Yeah. Just shows you how much things have actually, yeah, okay. All right, we're moving on. We're not, unless unless is, Trump did it, then it's just good fun. <laughs> Moving on. Sorry. Uh, because the studio for the film Halloween had such a small budget, they had to use the cheapest mask they could uh, for the character of Michael Miles to wear. It was a $2 William Shatner mask that they spray painted white. I did know that. Yeah. And it's hilarious to me every time I see it. Hilarious. Just like, could you imagine being chased by William Shatner? <laughs> no, I don't want to. <laughs> Just like you're, you're running for your life from this like seven foot murderer. <laughs> And then you turn around, you get a good look at him for the first time. You're like, is that William Shatner? (laughs) (laughs) Captain Kirk? (laughs) What are you doing here, Kirk? (laughs) Uh, There you go. All right. So those are fun facts. Those are genuinely fun facts. I I appreciated (laughs) at least most of those. Oh, man. All right. So from this point, I think it's time. Do you think it's time? It's time. I think it's time. A new a new tradition amongst us. I really like this new tradition. I think so. Uh, yeah, I think it's a thing that needs to stick we're, around. We're going to have to keep doing this for a lot of different things. Yeah. We're going to do our 2022 candy draft. Yes. We need a sound for this. Yes, I will find like something. Like a Monday night football. Da-na-na, da-na-na. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's already being used. It is already being used. You got to find some kind of sound. Okay. No, it's not, not cool it, enough. It's not quite enough. No. I don't have that many sounds on here. Sorry. I mean, the more ads you guys watch, the more sounds we can afford, so. <laughs> Help us out. <laughs> watch our podcast like 12 times. <laughs> just each, put it on repeat. <laughs> each of you. Yeah, just find a device that you're not using, <laughs> connect it to Wi-Fi, and just stream our podcast all the time. Right, right. Why don't we do that? I'm going to do that. I'm going to find one of my old phones or something and just, like, <laughs> stream it on a loop. All right. So what we're doing here is we are basically, we're, we're imagine there's a, imagine there is a huge bucket of candy. Yes. And whenever you pick out that candy, that's yours. You don't, the other person doesn't get it. So we're only doing five, though. That's what okay. we're, and so I just realized we need, like, a coin to decide who goes first. I thought you had a, 
an app or something like that. I do, um, but this computer is really old and it wasn't on this. It was on another device. I do not have a coin. We are not flipping a... F- oh, I guess Let's you could. Let's just flip this phone. Yeah, sure. All right. All right. F- flip uh, that phone. So, obviously, prison mic is heads. Okay. And the screen is tails. Okay. Because prison mic is the best. Okay. All right, ready? Prison mic. All right, I'm going first. <laughs> All right. My first pick of the 2022 candy draft is Reese's Cups. Damn. Damn. Number one candy. Yeah. I love me some chocolate and peanut butter. Reese's now, Cups. Okay. It, now, if we pick a brand, is that brand taken? taken like Because I'm thinking my next one would be Reese's Pieces. But it's essentially the same thing, but just in miniature form. Um, yeah, because there's so many variations. Like you, you got like the dark chocolate and the white chocolate and the right the Reese's cups with chips in it. Like, like I, I can understand if it's a different flavor, but this is essentially the same flavor. Yeah. All right. So, um, no Reese's pieces. Mm-hmm. What you got? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Snickers. You son of a. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You you got my favorite one, so I guess we 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 took. I got the number two one. That's what I got here. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. All right. My next pick for the twenty twenty two candy draft: Twizzlers. Oh, okay. You can have that. I'm one. a big fan of Twizzlers. I don't know why. I just am. Yeah, it's all right. It's okay. It's okay. It's a good candy. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm gonna get my fruity snack in, and I'm gonna go with Skittles. Oh. I didn't even have that on my list. Yeah, I, it's it's nice. It's easy. It's not too messy. I I, I like it. All right. Yeah. My next candy pick of the twenty twenty two candy draft, M and M's. Again, I, I I like the peanut M and M's, but regular M and M's. I had too much as a kid because my dad loves M and M's, and I kind of just don't like it anymore. So sure, fair, sure. Have Thank you it. tried the other flavors though? There's like. Cookies and cream M and M's and peanut butter M and M's and pretzel M and M's. Peanut butter and M and M's. Like I, I don't mind Fudge, the other ones. Brownie, like yeah. There's some, there's some good stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. but I, I guess you are taking the whole brand with you there. Yeah. So I guess that is a good win. Yeah. Good point. Solid point. I mean, honestly though, the peanut M and M's are my favorite too. Yeah, the, the they're crunchy. just the best. Yeah, they they're are the best. Good, good I love having a good peanut in the middle of my chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my next one. Okay, this is a classic. I can't believe this actually hasn't been taken yet, but now that I got my chocolate and my fruit, I'm going back to chocolate with Kit Kats. Bro. Yeah. You're killing me, man. Kit Kats. Man, those things are so good. Like, as a kid, that was it. Like, that was the that was the top of the top. That was my number five. If you came in, if you came in with Kit Kats the day after Halloween, man, you were rolling. You, you could trade some really good stuff with Kit Kats. You could. Yeah. The only reason I wouldn't put those, like, on top tier is because my family eats gluten free. Oh uh, yeah. I eat mostly gluten free unless I'm sneaking something. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kit Kats are not gluten free. But I think for my next pick is for the twenty twenty two candy draft. Number four? This is number four. Three Musketeers. You know, I used to be a huge fan of this. And I don't know what it is. Maybe my taste buds have changed. Maybe I've changed. As a hum- as a human being, <laughs> you've become a different person. I've just become different. Arya loves them; they're the best. They're, yeah, it's, it's that soft, like whipped chocolate in the middle. Mm-hmm. That's what gets it. Let's get tears. 
Okay. 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 What you got? Number four. Yeah. I'm going with Starburst. Ooh. Starburst. They're fruity and they're juicy. Also on my list. And they, uh, they're they easily packaged. And so I'm going to go Starburst. Fair enough. What's your favorite flavor of Starburst? Um, From the originals. Yeah. Um, what's the pink one? Is that... Is that a strawberry? No. What is that flavor? It's pink, Tim. <laughs> Just pink. It's pink. <laughs> it's, it's the, the pink, pink one. one. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows the flavor. Pink or uh, pink or yellow lemon. The only people who actually know the flavors are cops. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Just like Gatorade and Kool Aid. If you call it by the actual flavor, you're a cop. <laughs> you got uh, people that are like, "Oh, what about the Arctic blue versus the ice blue?" Look, you got light blue and dark blue. <laughs> nice try, officer. <laughs> oh, man. All right, what's your last pick? My last pick, and it's going to be weird. I feel like I'm not going to get respected for this. Okay. My last pick for the 2022 candy draft. Yeah. Lifesaver gummies. I put, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Hirubo? Haribo. Haribo. Yeah, I put those gummies on like in my options, so I'm, it's not too far of a stretch. I don't know. I just I like the the lifesaver gummies. They have a lot of different flavors, a lot of different options. Since I'm taking the whole brand, right? And like, if I want a gummy, that's my go to. It's a good, and you need that kind of option in your in your bag. You need it's like you have all the hard stuff. I but you literally need have that option in my bag right yeah. now. <laughs> You need that option to go, like, you know what? My jaw hurts a little bit now, and I need something a little bit more tender on my jaw. Yeah, I just need something soft and <laughs> chewy and delicious. Man, <clears throat> Lifesaver Gummy. I stole this oh. from my daughter's candy stash. Well, there you go. And she's not going to know until she's older because right now she's three. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was telling Chris earlier before, <clears throat> excuse me, with Aria, she, <laughs> she is my daughter. We came home last night, and she goes, Dad, I'm going to count my candy. I'm like, oh, are you? Are you taking inventory? She goes, yes. I'm like, okay. So she she knows exactly how much candy she had before the day was over. She's going to count it every day and make sure that nobody else is taking her candy. Smart kid. That is 100% your kid. Yeah. 100%. I gotta figure. I gotta figure it a way out to like make sure she doesn't like take them all, eat them all. Like she can't. There's no. I'm not as a parent. I can't leave, let her leave the wrappers like under her pillow so she thinks she's uh, sleepy. Yeah. Sleepy. So whenever you take some candy, just like <laughs> crumble it up. Throw it next to her pillow so she thinks go. she ate it. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, I'm really good at finding ways to manipulate children <laughs> into doing things. Okay. I had Snickers, Skittles, Kit Kats, and Starburst. I think I'm going to go with a little bit, because you took Reese's Cup from me and it has peanut butter in it, I'm going to go with Butterfingers. I've never been a fan of Butterfingers. It, it's an acquired taste, but you took Reese's from me, and I need some kind of peanut butter. So Butterfingers is my number five, my last one. So Fair hey. enough. All right. That's that, hey, we got a good list. You were writing those out, right? I was. Okay, good. Yeah, you have. I was not. You have Reese's cups. You have Twizzlers, M and M's, Three Musketeers, and Lifesaver gummies. Right. And I have Snickers, Skittles, Kit Kat, Starburst, and Butterfingers. Now the real question is: If our candies got into a fight, who do you think would win? Mm. Mm, that's a good question. We need to have this on the Always More Nerd, which, by the way, new one coming up soon. Like, people. Like, like the Justice League Avengers, but like Team Chris. A draft yeah. for heroes uh-huh. and villains. Yeah. Um, 
if they ever have a fight, <clears throat> I think well, yours would win simply because you have Butterfinger. It's a hard candy, and you, Butterfinger. You throw you throw hard. that at someone, they're they're going down. <laughs> Butterfinger can take it. Starburst too. Like you a get hit. a handful of that, it's like a shotgun blast. Yeah, <laughs> bird shot, man. <laughs> Have candy it's permanently skittles. embedded into your yeah, eye. Yeah, I got I got all the hard candy. You you don't have any. I mean, maybe the M and M's, I guess. But if you throw them hard enough, right. then they just crumble. <laughs> but I could choke you out with some Twizzlers. That's true. You could do some damage with that. So I don't know, man. <laughs> It'd be pretty tight. Who do you guys think would win in a fight? My candy or Tim's candy? <laughs> what a what a question! Candy is the better candy? It's 2022. Who who would have thought in human history this kind of question would come up? <laughs> We used to build things. <laughs> Where are we as a civilization? <laughs> Speaking of history, let's take a step back from the candy draft. Um, but you know, patent pending on my candy team. If yeah. if that becomes a sport or something, right? You know, um, let's take a step back from that and look at some of the history of the origins of Halloween yeah. and superstitions. Mm. Every society that has ever existed has developed some kind of ritual or observance centered on what happens to people when they die. It's a big question. It is. Where do they go? What do they do? How the living should best respect the dead or deal with the dead, if they don't want to respect them, uh, who don't seem to or don't want to move on. Today, Halloween is observed in various ways throughout the world, from China's Tomb Sweeping Day to Mexico's Day of the Dead, even while some elements of the holiday are relatively new developments and can be linked to the Celtic festival of Samhain, the current celebration of Halloween in nations like the United States and Canada, where this practice is most prevalent, shares in its ancient tradition. Yeah. Ready to dive in? Let's go. How do you pronounce that word? Samhain. Samhain? Samhain. Samhain. Cool. I didn't know how to pronounce it. Thank you for enlightening me. You're very welcome. All right, I'm going to start here. Westerners have celebrated Samhain, this Celtic, 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 Celtic. New Year's. I've heard that once before, and it's always stuck in my head. And I know it's wrong, but it's just there. It's like one of those words that it's always the Boston Celtics. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Celtic New Year holiday for thousands of years. Samhain is produced. Oh, see, oh, there's different definitions. There's different pronunciations here. You so, wrote these notes. I did. <laughs> Suwen, Suwen, and Sawin, as you said. Uh, the celebration, whose name translates as Summer's End, signaled the conclusion of the harvest and the approach of winter. The Celts uh, thought that the, day, that the dead may return and retrace their steps at this time since the distance between the living and the dead was at its narrowest. Additionally, individuals who had passed away in previous year but for one reason or another hadn't yet moved on may do so now and engage with the living in a bidding goodbye. That's adorable. Yeah. Uh, because the church has Christianized, Christianized old Samhain, uh, as it did with many pagan festivals, look it up, very little is known about its ceremonies. What little is known comes from the Irish monks who wrote down their people's pre-Christian history, as well as the Christian writers who uh, integrated pagan practices. However, it appears that the celebration also involved gathering food for the winter, butchering cattle, and burning the bones in, quote, bone fires that eventually became known as bonfires. Huh. I did not know that. Was, that's where that word came from. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Bone fires. Words are funny. What, what is it? Etym etymology? Etymology. I love that. I love that. Chris, you should take this next one. I'm still stuck on the bone fires thing. That's pretty neat, right? Like, I'm just thinking, like, if I got superpowers, I know my name. 
Bonefire. <laughs> Bonefire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so the next one, everyone knows about this one, um, especially if you watch the movie Hocus Pocus. Ooh. All Hallows' Eve. Prior to the advent of Christianity, the Roman festival of Lemuria, which took place on May 9th, 11th, and 13th, weird, <laughs> was intended to appease the irate or restless dead. When he dedicated St. Mary and Christian martyrs to the great pagan temple of the Pantheon in Rome in the 7th century, Pope Boniface IV, fourth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Roman numerals are not my strong suit. Established 13 May as All Saints Day, All Hallows Day, a feast day to honor those saints who did not have a day of their own. However, in the 8th century, Pope Gregory III changed the date to the feast change the date of the feast to November 1st. It is still unclear why this decision was made. It is most likely true that the decision came to transform Samhain into All Hallows Eve and was made with the objective of Christian Christianizing. That word is so hard. It is. Christianizing it. Since it fits with the well-established Christian paradigm of redeeming anything pagan, quote around redeeming, anything pagan in an effort to speed up conversion among a certain community. Yeah, that makes sense. Basically, hey, we don't like what you're doing. Yeah. So you're going to do it this way now. Yeah, or die. Uh, all right, let's talk about North America. Samhain customs were brought to America when the Irish, and guys, obviously, there's a whole lot of history in this. We're, we're, we're giving you a, a, a non-expert. A generalized. Yeah. <laughs> Very shortened version of this. Uh, Samhain customs were brought to America uh, when the Irish were uprooted during the potato crisis in 1845 to 1849, which, by the way, I don't, I don't know if you knew this, but there actually wasn't like a huge famine. It was just government basically taking away food. Like, that was the whole thing. Anyways, the majority Catholic Irish continued to com- commemorate All Saints Day, All Souls Day, and the custom of souling, but by this time, folk traditions like the jack-o'-lantern had been in- incorporated into these celebrations. What is souling? I don't know. Well, now I have to find out. And now I have a new hyperfixation. <laughs> All Souls Day. I guess it's just, I I don't know, actually. It's a good question. What do you do for a living? I soul. I soul. <laughs> I'm going souling. <laughs> you guys want to go souling on Tuesday? Let's go, bro. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some Halloween development. So some of the the traditions, I guess, about our Halloween celebrations nowadays. Yeah. The jack-o'-lantern is connected to the Irish folktale of Stingy Jack, a cunning drunk and con artist who tricked the devil into exempting him from hell, but who was unable to join paradise due to his wicked lifestyle. After dying, he wandered the earth with a little turnip-made lantern that contained a fiery ember from hell to light his path. According to experts, the myth originated from reports of -of will-o'-the-wisp, swamp, and marsh gas emissions that shone at night. Mm. On All Hallows' Eve, the Irish hollowed up up turnips, carved faces into them, and put a light inside so that... Oh, maybe that's it. So that when they went out souling on the evening when the line between life and death was thinnest, they would be safeguarded from ghosts like Stingy Jack. Yeah, there you go. So it was originally turnips. Turnips. Not pumpkins. Right. Yeah. Wait, hey, Tim. It, it hey, th- hey, Tim. Yeah? This Halloween, you want to turn up? <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, maybe you can look this up while I do this next segment. If I'm not mistaken, pumpkins are originated in the Americas. And I think that's why. Anyways. That's right now. Oh, uh, jumping back to something I said earlier that I was going to look up. 
156, 153 hours is the longest podcast. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> All right, let's talk about witches. It's unknown precisely when witches first appeared in history. One of the oldest mentions of a witch can be found in the Bible's book of 1 Samuel, which is believed to have been written between 931 and 721 B.C. It narrates the tale of how King Saul enlisted the aid of the witch of Endor to assist him to defeat the Philistine army by conjuring the soul of the deceased prophet Samuel. Samuel was successfully awakened by the witch, which, by the way, keep that in mind as a Christian here. She was successful yeah. in summoning, <laughs> summoning him up, uh, who then foretold the demise of Saul and his sons. According to the Bible, Saul committed himself to the following day after his sons were killed, uh, killed in battle. In the middle of the 1500s, when numerous allegations uh, alleged witches confessed to a range of evil deeds, often while being tortured. Witch panic it truly took root in Europe. Within a century, witch hunts were widespread, and the majority of those found guilty were burned at the stake or hanged. Women on the outskirts of society, such as widows and single women, were specifically targeted. Get this, up to 80,000 accused witches were executed in Europe between 1500 and 1660. Jeez. Yeah. In 1486, two reputable German uh, domin- dominations uh, published Malleus Malficarum. Malf- Malleus Malficarum. Thank you. Which is said to have been the catalyst for the spread of witch craze. The book, which is typically translates as The Hammer of Witches, served primarily as a manual for locating, pursuing, and questioning witches. Uh, while witch panic declined in Europe, it increased in the New World, which was suffering from French and British wars, a smallpox outbreak, and persistent fears of attacks from nearby Native American tribes. Finding scapegoats would have been easy given this stressful situation. Salem, Massachusetts, had the most well-known witch trial in 1692. There you go. A little history about witches. and Yeah. Of course, there's a whole lot more, but that's summarized. It's just really upsetting that society was just okay burning yeah. people at the stake with little to no proof. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it took these two German dudes, like, you know what, let's find a way to make this up. Like, this is what a witch is and, you know, all this stuff. You could just be like, you know, I don't like Laura over there. Yeah. Across the street. She's a witch. <laughs> I saw her doing magic. How, do you, how can you prove it? Throw in her lake. If she floats... She's a witch. Yeah. And we burn her. If she drowns, she wasn't a witch. Right. It's like, you're going to die either way, man. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. At least we know. We don't like Laura. That's all that matters. <sighs> yeah. It's insane. It is indeed. There you go. Did you find out uh, about pumpkins? I did, yeah. 9,000 years ago in the U.S. See? Um, in North America. There you go. I thought I knew that. Yeah. That makes sense. The oldest pumpkin seeds were found in Mexico and date back to somewhere between 7,000 and 5550 BC. Wow. Oh, interesting. Wow. Wow. <laughs> What's up next, Christopher? Up next, I think we should probably just talk about some of our favorite Halloween movies. Yeah. The because best. He's the best. The best. My favorite Halloween movie of all time is any movie that I can fall asleep watching and not have nightmares. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking about, see, this is a hard thing for me. And maybe we shouldn't have included this, but, you know, we're here. But, like, I grew up not being able to watch a lot of yeah, Halloween-themed things. Yeah, and same. so a lot, of my, a lot of my movies that I chose were, were closer to my 
older teenage young adult years of like going back and watching these things. And so there's a lot of, I'm sure a lot of films that you're like, Oh, you're missing this. Or like, what's one, um, what's the, um, Oh, it's like both a Halloween and a Christmas movie, the animated nightmare before Christmas. Yeah. Like that one. That one's actually on my list. I wasn't technically allowed to watch it. Right. I did. And I like it. Yeah. It's, It's not on my list because I literally watched it for the first time, like two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. With my kids, and it was just like, I mean, it's it's fine, but like, I didn't have that nostalgia with it or anything, right. so it's not up there for me. Yeah, I watched it in <clears throat> high school, I think, for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's a couple of mine. We can kind of go back and forth a little bit, and I don't know if you would qualify all of these as Halloween, but they're spooky and they're scary and stuff. So um, the first most obvious one that does fit, I think, within the criteria is Sleepy Hollow. With uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Like, that's, I think I actually was able to watch that one because it was kind of like, it's history or something. Not, not history, but like, it was more realistic, I guess. I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. It wasn't like super witchy. I guess that is the best way to describe it. Which is hilarious because that's like the number one thing is he was brought back by a witch. Right, right. Yeah. I don't know how I, don't know how I was able to watch it, but. Yeah, so Sleepy Hollow, like, that's the one that I remember. That's the most nostalgia. It's not, I'm not saying it's my favorite, but, like, when I think of Halloween movies that I've liked in the past, Sleepy Hollow. Fair enough. Okay. Um, one of my favorites, again, not necessarily Halloween, but spooky, creepy, mm-hmm. uh, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Zombies. I, I just yeah. Lo- I love Shaun of the Dead. It's satire of a zombie genre. Yeah. It's British dry wit humor. It, it's just good. It's a good movie. I will uh, take your Shaun of the Dead and raise you one, What We Do in the Shadows. I also have that on my <laughs> list. <laughs> Guys, if you need a hilarious um, mockumentary-style movie about vampires. Which you do. Which if, you do. If you, if you don't think you do, you're wrong. <laughs> you need this in your life. This is The movie and the show. Yeah, Taika Waititi. This is him in like 2008, something like that. I, couldn't tell you, but it's such a great movie. It's so hilarious. It's so good. And inspired the TV show that's out right now on Hulu. Um, it's just fantastic. It's Watch fantastic. it. Check yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would probably say, you know, in the in the vein of things that are like spooky but also hilarious, the scary movie franchise. Oh, my God, yeah. It's <laughs> scary movie one, two, three. Like I was so into that as a teenager like because it's like you're not really supposed to be watching it as a Christian kid, but yeah, like, come on. But, it, but it's funny. <laughs> you, you like it, you know, and I haven't watched them ac- actually in years. It's I probably horrible. As an adult, <laughs> looking back on it, probably I would not appreciate the jokes as much. And yeah. They're probably very problematic. Probably. Probably racist and misogynistic yeah, and all those things. But you didn't realize that stuff in high school, so yeah. it's fine, right? <laughs> Um, but I I really enjoyed watching those. That's as close to actual horror movies as I wanted to get. If I'm not mistaken, we went out to go see. Was it the third one with uh, Sheen and Charlie uh, Sheen? Yeah, yeah, the third one. Yeah, I think that was a thing. I yeah. think we all went to the movie theater to watch that one. We it, did. It was that one know. and some other one. But yeah, it's <laughs> good. Uh, okay, and an actual good one uh, that's a classic is The Sixth Sense. That's a that's a spooky. That's a. I mean, that Shyamalan in his prime. Yeah. And kind of after that, it just kind of went down. <laughs> we don't talk about it, that Shyamalan after that. Uh, but that was like that was a pivotal movie. Like I remember watching that and not knowing the spoiler because back then the internet was still kind of 
you know. Um, Not everybody had access. Yeah. <laughs> and for those that did, it took 20 minutes to load a sentence. Um, but yeah, this, the Sixth Sense with uh, Bruce Willis and I can't remember the young actor's name. Uh, um, Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. Uh, but man, it was a it was a good mind bender, and just there wasn't. I don't remember that many movies out there like that. Where spoiler it, alert, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. <laughs> so yeah, there's that one. All right, fair enough. Um, another one that I really do appreciate, and it it's gonna sound like super kitschy, but I I genuinely like it. Hocus Pocus, really, and Hocus Pocus too, both of them. Oh. I watch those movies with my daughter at least twice a week. Mm. Because she puts them on and does whatever she does, and I just get sucked into anything that's on a TV. So yeah, I watch those movies all the time, and I actually <laughs> like them. They're great. That's fun. It's like those are like that's one of those films that like I could have watched as a kid, but I wasn't allowed to. So there's like yeah. no there's no burning desire to go watch yeah, the second I, one again. Wasn't allowed to either. I just I like it. Cool, cool, cool. All right, um, I'm gonna go with another fun one, a Zombieland. I mean that's a, that's a that's a good one. That that's that, just a solid. You can watch that year round, movie. or you like can. any day of the year. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a fun. The second one's okay, but the first one. The first yeah, one was the best. It set a standard, man. Oh, it did. <laughs> it was such a good movie. Uh, what you got? Um, back to the original one that we were talking about earlier, Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. It's another one that I watched in high school. Really liked it. Animation's great. Music's great. Yeah, love it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, all right, I'm going to go with an older one that I actually didn't watch until like a year ago. No, it was earlier this year, actually, if I remember. The Shining. Um, extremely long and okay, but definitely I get why it was such a big deal when it first came out. And it definitely gives you weird vibes the whole way through. Yeah, I'm not about that. <laughs> Have you seen that? It? I've seen clips, and I know what it's about, and I'm not. Not here for it? Nope. <laughs> Ghosts, demons, haunted places—not about it. Yeah, if you, if you're if you if you're like me and you just want to go back and watch all these films just to say that you've watched them, The Shining is one of those good ones that you like. You have to put it under your belt. You're like you got to get it in there. I am not about that life. <laughs> I'm not like you in that aspect. Fair enough. Um, last one I put on the list, and it's not technically one movie, but like the entire Scooby Doo animated movie. Oh my gosh! Circle encompassing. I'm talking. I forgot about those. I'm talking Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase. I'm talking <laughs> Scooby Doo and the Alien Invasion. Scooby Doo meets oh the Hex gosh. Girls, and the best one of all, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. That's right. Yeah. I recently found that one streaming, and yeah, I love that movie. The soundtrack <laughs> is crystal clear. I quote that movie all the time at my family. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. Wow. I love it. Mm. I grew up on Scooby Doo though. That that was my spooky, scary feeling when yeah. I was a kid. Was watching Scooby Doo, mm-hmm. and it taught me a really important lesson: the monsters are humans. <laughs> Mankind is the real monster. Mankind is the real monster. <laughs> All right, I will summarize my last two. Uh, first one is, and see, I don't know if this is technically Halloween, but it gives it gave me big creeps. Uh, us. Oh yeah. Anything by Jordan Peele. Yeah. Like, yeah, his whole catalog. Um, but, but us specifically. Yeah, that one. Janelle gave, still won't watch that movie. I, I understand why. <laughs> and I've only seen it twice, I think. And yeah. I, I can't. I, like, I, I'm not going back for it anytime soon. I'm not going to say anything about it. If you haven't watched it at this point, and it's like what, two years, three years ago, uh, you're, you're missing out. Yeah. You, you need to go check it's it out. It's definitely worth the time. 
Especially if you like to be scared and you haven't seen it already. All right, and this last one I have for you, if, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. This movie is like batshit weird, crazy kind of thing. Like, it seems normal for like the first 30 minutes, like a, like a normal horror film, and then it just gets weird, like in a gross, weird way. It's called The Lighthouse. Is that the one with Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson? Yes. Willem. Dafoe! <laughs> Um, and okay, so essentially, it's exactly what it sounds like. These two guys are stationed at a lighthouse for I can't remember how long, uh, but it's set in black and white, and it's got like the five four uh, TV format, and it it just it gives you like this nineteen thirties film vibe, but the, it gets creepy and really weird and really gross in so many ways. Um, but it's definitely it's definitely a ride, and it's definitely well made. Um, so if you're looking for something that's really bizarre and out there. Um, and like weird, gross things don't mess with you. Then this one. Oh, Midsummer. I think I mentioned this before. Still haven't seen it. Ooh, that it's, but, it's yeah. in the same light. Very weird, very disturbing. Um, but if you're into that, it's well made. I'm trying to remember which movie it was that I really appreciated. It, it was a classic. Um, Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, um. Uh, oh, is it through the window or um, oh, what is it? I think it's just crows. Oh, crows! Yeah, oh, or no, birds. birds, birds, birds. That's it, birds. <laughs> yes, crows. No, just just like the terror of being yeah. like attacked by a bunch of birds, like right? That. Like that's that was some some next level stuff, especially for back then. Yeah, but really, anything Alfred Hitchcock did, I really appreciate. What, I, what I love a, Hitchcock as a director. Yeah, was it the one that uh, is the man who's looking through his window and he's looking at his neighbors and he witnesses a murder? What is that one called? That's a classic one too. I uh, forgot about that one. I, I, don't, I don't really know. Is it? Is it? Oh, what is it? I know called? what you're talking about. They had like a remake of it, but like through a different lens, like the modern lens of it. And it had like Shia LaBeouf, Disturbia. Yeah, yeah, man, that was a classic one. I can't remember what it's called, but I'm trying to. You can do it, Chris. Wasn't Vertigo? No. Come the on. Lodger? Huh? The Lodger? No. Rear window. Yeah, that's it. Rear window. Rear window. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, that's all. I think that's all we've got. I think so. I Are mean, we... that's all we have on this topic, anyway. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. We're we're not done yet. We're almost done. I promise. We're almost done. <laughs> but if you stick around for the end, it'll be worth it. Yeah. Thank you all for listening to our podcast be sure to subscribe and leave a rating on your favorite podcast platform and youtube and don't forget to follow us on instagram tiktok and facebook at at always more pod if you'd like to ask us a question for us to answer on the pod you can email us at always more podcast at gmail.com or you can call us on our always more hotline and leave a voicemail question at 254-218-4042 you can also follow all of our social medias individually and as the always more podcast thanks for listening let's get back to it I just want to vibe to this music for a minute. Mm. It's just good stuff. Welcome back from our brief momentary break. 
Thank you for sticking around. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And to show our appreciation, this is a part of the show where we include you. Yes, you. Because we love you. We love you. Beautiful you. <laughs> uh, this is a time where we're going to answer some fan questions, which have been left to us through our voicemail, our messages, our comments. It was late, but it's good. <laughs> I'm here for it. Um, so these are your questions that we are going to answer because we always want to answer any question that's posed to us as long as it's done so in good faith. Honest questions. Honest questions. Honest questions. Uh, but first, the way you can ask those questions, you can call in to our voicemail hotline at 254-218-4042. Once again, that is 254-218-4042. And you can do it like on social media and email and all that fun jazz. You know where to find us. You know where to find us. All right. So this first question comes from Tierra. She asks, what is your opinion of Funko Pops? If you can afford it, it could be a very easily obsessive uh, hobby. I don't think I have an opinion on Funko Pops. <laughs> and that's okay. I think she's You asking- don't need an opinion on everything. <laughs> I think she's asking because I think her, oh, 100% her, her she's fiance, asking because Jordan. Jordan, is addicted to Funko Pops. <laughs> yeah. 100%. The, uh, the people I've seen on TikTok, like, they have, like, wall full yes. of them. And it's like, that's fine. Like, you do you. It's your hobby. Like, I have a $1,000 Millennium Falcon behind me right here. So, like, no judgment. But, like, it's it's your own thing. If it's it's a fun thing, then, you know. As long as I you think do. the reason I haven't gotten any Funko Pops is because I know it's going to be addicting. <laughs> It's just a. It's one of those things that's in the background. And it's but they're cool to look at. And like I got a, a new one. I got a Soka back there. Uh, I got Obi Wan, uh, Grogu, Luke, all Star Wars most, mostly. Uh, Ray, Finn, Poe, and uh, oh, I got C three PO and my my boy Steve Rogers, Captain America, with his uh, Mjolnir. See, that's Mjolnir. the thing though. There's like so many variants as well. Like, mm-hmm. cause you can't just get Captain America and be like, Oh, I got Captain America. You got Captain America with the hammer, Captain America without the hammer, mm-hmm. Captain America with a broken shield, Captain America with his, yeah. his full shield, but the partial shield, the pre-painted shield. Right. I, and I am absolutely that person that would be like, all right, now that I've gotten one, I need all of them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't do it. It starts somewhere. Yeah. So I I think they're cool to look at. I appreciate them for what they are. I will not be spending money on them unless I find one that's really cool. And even then, like that's a big risk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's my opinion on Funko Pops. All right. Uh, Jessica Bella asked, "Would you rather live with Mary Poppins or have Donkey from Shrek as your neighbor?" This is a tough one because I feel like Donkey from Shrek. As my neighbor, I can get away from him at yeah. certain points. Like, if he gets to be too much, and Mary Poppins is always there. But Mary Poppins is leagues more pleasant. Right. I just don't know that I want to live with her. Yeah. I don't want her hearing the things that go on in this house. I feel like she would judge me. <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time, make me a better person. And I don't want that. <laughs> right. I don't want her to fundamentally change. I just want to be me, Barry. I just want to be me. <laughs> Look, man, I just watched Mary Poppins again with Ellie, and the kids laugh. They go to the ceiling. They have a good old time, and she's the one that's like, "All right, that's enough. We're done. No more fun." 
Like, I don't want that in my life. I don't need that negativity. I'm a grown-ass man. <laughs> if I want to laugh and be on the ceiling, I'll be on the ceiling laughing. Like, that's my thing. Yeah. I don't need this from you. <laughs> but, see, here's the thing. is like how, like, yes, there's obviously as a neighbor, but, like, how often would Donkey come up and ring your doorbell? Like, how often? Every day. Do you not watch the Shrek movies? That's what I'm saying. Like, do you want that in your life every single day? That's a hard one. Good question, Jessica. Now, I do think, though, having a child, Mary Poppins would be more focused on the child than me. Oh, that's a good point. So Free babysitter. Yeah, it'd be like a live-in nanny situation, like the, the like the Mary Poppins Right, movies. right. I think, mm. I think that'd be all right. Now, are we paying for her services, or? Oh, I could not afford Mary Poppins. No. <laughs> 100% I could not afford that. I can't afford a bad nanny, <laughs> much less Mary Poppins. Uh, yeah, I don't, I think I would have, that is a good question. I think I would go with donkey only because I think I could have my doorbell removed. (laughs) 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 I'd maybe set up some kind of like donkey proof barrier. Right. I don't know. A moat or something. I don't know. Here's what you also have to think about though. Donkey's married to a dragon. Yeah. So would that be a, a plus or a minus? I mean, it'd be good for, you know, end of the world stuff. But, I mean, other than that, is, I don't think it's a good thing. Living next to a dragon? I don't know, man. I don't, have you watched House of the Dragon, man? I don't know. This is. I have not watched House of the Dragon. Um, and I don't plan on it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go with Donkey. Just be, I'm going to go with Mary Poppins. I don't want someone living in my house. And I, just too many weird things happen here. I'm going to go with Mary Poppins. <laughs> just because I feel like she would mind her own business. Mm. All right, solid. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That was a fun question. Yes, thank you. Uh, next one, Chelsea Solace. Love getting questions from Chelsea. These are the deeper questions. Yeah, we're about to yeah, we're about to get there. Uh, she asked, what's our opinion on holidays being so commercialized nowadays? Yeah. I Not put- specifically Halloween, but let's start with Halloween. Yeah, I put in a stat just to talk about it and say I didn't put it in the the main segment, but Americans spent an estimated $10.14 billion on Halloween in 2021. It's incredible. You know, I, I, I need to know like what was like the, the mean or the average um, like expenditure because like, it's like Christmas. Like once you buy a set amount of decorations, they can last for a few right, years. Right. So I wonder how much of it is just like fresh candy. That's, an interesting question. As well. Or like parties. I guess a lot of it has to do with new costumes. Yeah. New costumes are probably like the biggest expense, I would think. Yeah, biggest single expenses, yeah. Or alcohol. Booze, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I um. I mean... Like, I, I get it. People want to spend money to celebrate things. They want the joy. They want to right. experience... Well, specifically for Halloween fear, but like Fourth of July, they they like fireworks. Christmas, mm-hmm. you love to give and get gifts. You want to decorate. Yeah. You want to bake cookies, and there's the the like Thanksgiving dinners and things like that, and then Black Friday right afterwards. Like, I'm not a huge fan of commercialization just because it feeds the capitalist monster, and mm-hmm. I am not a capitalist. Um. On the other hand, there's there's a healthy 
we're in the system, so you can't exit it anytime yeah, it, soon. Yeah, it's not something that's just going to like be done tomorrow. Right. You can have healthy habits to help diminish your role in capitalism, but you're you're in it. So for me in my house, you know, we have never celebrated Halloween before, really, because just of our upbringing. And so this year was a big year for us because we got to we purchased a lot of things, we got a lot of decorations, and it was the first time we've ever done so. Right. Um, and it was also the first time that my my daughter, my both my kids, got to celebrate, go around trick or treating. And so for me, spending a few extra dollars on my kids to have a costume and everything for them to have joy and to just yeah. have fun, like I don't see anything wrong with and that. And that's my thing. Like I, I don't like the fact that we have to spend money on things like this to feel joy. Like back in the ancient times, they would just have a festival, like they would right. just have a party or whatever. Um, but I do really like that the celebrations are so big. Mm-hmm. So many people can be included. So many people can do whatever traditions they have on their own or with big groups. Um, Taking Ellie trick-or-treating is like one of my greatest joys in life because I never got to do that as a kid. Yeah. And just seeing her excitement, getting to run up and ring the doorbell. Mm -hmm. Most people in our neighborhood sat outside and handed out candy like from buckets or whatever. They're just kind of chilling in their driveways. Yeah. Uh, But seeing the ones that like they decorate, but they're behind their door, like Mm -hmm. you can see her run up and ring the doorbell and she had a blast. (laughs) It's one of my greatest joys being able to give that to her that I had, I didn't get. Yeah. Um, When it comes to other holidays, I think the dumbest commercialization of a holiday is probably Valentine's Day and Easter. Easter doesn't make the makes the least amount of sense when it comes to America. Oh yeah, I was gonna say because Valentine's Day, like obviously, it celebrates the weddings that Saint Valentine yeah. did behind the uh, Roman thing. But yeah, Easter definitely is like the the dumbest in my opinion. Like even if you take out like both of those. Yeah, because like, the the celebration has nothing to do with the actual holiday itself. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, even if you take out like the whole Easter Bunny, like non Christian part aspect of it, you're still you're 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 commercializing this act of Jesus dying on the cross and being resurrected and all that. And you are you're buying things, you're buying crosses, you're doing yeah. these things when you could be doing the things that Jesus asked you to do, which is give to the poor, feed the homeless. You know, all these different things, yeah. and it's usually not that. Uh, it's almost never that. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's no, no one, I, but I do understand that Easter celebrations were co-opted from other cultures, so that we could just say, "Oh, you know, this is this is the Christian way to celebrate Easter." Right. Stop doing what you're doing now. Yeah. Again, same way they do everything else. It's pagan, so they hate it. Um, but yeah, it's. Like you, you could be doing something different. As as someone who worked in a church and who was in the meetings to discuss the budget for Easter, I can tell you right now those Easter budgets are so high. It is incredible to it's, me the 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 media budgets. The, the Easter and Christmas are like the highest budget days of churches, and they almost always go to bringing people to the church rather yeah. than going into the community to help. Yeah. yeah. Like and, that amount of money that they bring, and obviously it varies from church to church, mm-hmm. but that amount of money they bring can go to literally anything else that would genuinely help people. Right. And I am by no means saying that you shouldn't celebrate or have a party or anything like that. But I'm telling you right now, as someone who sat in a, not a mega, mega church, but a church that's definitely bigger than the average American church, it was 
astonishing to see how much money we would spend on Christmas and Easter. There was a church in our area. Um, kind of, I think it's like on the same level as our former churches, but I don't believe it was one of ours that did a helicopter egg drop. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I cannot tell you how many churches in our area were mad about it, but not for the reason you would hope a Christian would be mad about like, it. Why didn't we think about that? <laughs> I, that was ours. <laughs> and they were like, well, they spent so much money doing this, this, and this. Okay. <clears throat> but you also spent a pretty large chunk of money doing similar things. You just, the helicopter was too far for you? <laughs> yeah. that, that's what it was? The <laughs> helicopter? That's too sure, buddy. If you even put a cross on there, would that be okay? <laughs> you know the blades make a cross <laughs> before they start spinning. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Chelsea, I, I would say it, it comes down to pretty much everything else. Is It just depends on how are you doing things in a healthy way and are you being a healthy contributor to your society. Yeah. I, I get like there there are ways, and maybe this is something I should look forward to in future endeavors of Halloween and other holidays, of trying to not be as much of a big spender within the capitalistic part of it, like being more creative with how we celebrate or whatever, but um, – I mean, it's going to happen. Like that's what holidays are for, too. Though is yeah. to come together and celebrate together. So it's it's not a black or white. It's very nuanced, and um, it's a lot of yeah. nuance in conversations like this. Yeah, we could probably do a whole episode on commercialization of holidays. Could add that in our notes. <laughs> um, but yeah, as far as like being super commercialized, not about it. Obviously, mm-hmm. we live in a capitalist society, so it's going to be a little bit of commercialized. It. If you can make money off of something, somebody's going right. to do it. Yeah, um, I I like the holidays though. I, right, and my two favorite holidays now are Halloween and Christmas, and those are probably the most commercialized holidays in yeah. the U.S. I still love it. Yeah, I can't stop loving it. Yeah, I ain't never gonna did. And that doesn't mean you have to contribute in the same way that everyone else does. Not saying that what everyone else does is bad. Beginning, this is just where the new ones comes in. It just. What is healthy for you and your family and, you know, what, what are you contributing to and why are you contributing and, um, yeah. There you go. All right. Yeah. I, I don't know where else to go with that without diving into a whole new episode, so. <laughs> All right. So episode 47.5. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I think that's that's all we have to say on that topic. Yeah. I wish Harley were here to be able to give us her views and opinions. Yeah. Maybe uh, we'll get her to send us, like, a, a Facebook Facebook, uh, FaceTime thing. God, I'm old. Oh, my God. Send me a message on the YouTube. Final thoughts about Halloween? Final thoughts on Halloween. Nothing that I haven't already said. I love it now. It's, I mean, I'm not a big ghost and demon guy. I don't (laughs) like being scared, scared, but I like the spooky. I like the, the creepy. And I love that I get to do this now with my kids. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, I'll say ditto. Yeah, it was the first year that we really decorated our house, and obviously the first time we've done trick-or-treating, it was definitely a fun experience and a great thing for for our kids. And so, uh, yeah, I'm excited to do it again next year. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right, well, let's, uh, let's, let's close this, this thing out, Chris. All right. Well, that has been everything on the Always More podcast for the day. Thank you all for listening to our podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave a rating on your favorite podcast platform, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Always More Pod. Tim, 
Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at, at Timothy Liddy. That's L-I-E-C-H-T-Y. I'm on Instagram as Captain underscore C.T. Ford and TikTok as Christopher.Lionheart. And though she is not here, you can find Harley on Instagram at what Harley W-U-T, Harley, <laughs> and TikTok at HarleyBean.co. Thank you all for listening and being a part of the conversation. And remember, there is always more than this. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Always More podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share, like, and rate on whatever your platform preference is. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Always More Pod. If you'd like to submit a question, you can ask us on any of our social media platforms, or you can leave us a voicemail at 254-218-4042. If you'd like to feed into our caffeine addiction as well as support the podcast financially, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com forward slash alwaysmorepod. For further information and to contact us, you can email us at alwaysmorepodcast at gmail.com.